Welcome to another ministry podcast. There are a lot of podcasts about ministry, and this is another one. Hey, I'm Steve, and this is my podcast reflecting on ministry in a few different contexts and my experience there. Please know that I'm not pushing any specific political agenda or official doctrine of the church. I have my convictions about those things, and they may pop up in the course of the episode, but I'm not trying to be adversarial in any way. I just like to talk about ministry stuff. Hey, uh, thanks for tuning in to another ministry podcast. Uh, this is, uh, like the intro said, another podcast about ministry, and I just like to talk about it. So uh, last week we visited with, uh, with several other uh, youth pastors and a couple senior pastors um, and, they sh- and, and a children's pastor. Uh, they got to share their experience about ministry during this uh, time of pandemic and, and kind of weirdness. And I want to give a big shout out to them, um, Chad Dillard at Second Baptist Church in Rutherfordton, North Carolina, uh, Howie Lederfind at Liberty Baptist uh, in Ellenboro, North Carolina, Ellenboro, uh, Joe Irvin at Campfield Memorial Baptist in Ellenboro, uh, Dale DeBose at Main Street Baptist in Spindale, and uh, my pastor, Travis Laughlin at Concord Baptist in Boston, North Carolina. And I know there are a lot of other guys that um, should have been on that podcast with me. You know, other guys that I know have some great experience and great wisdom, and uh, I hope to get them on uh, maybe a future episode. So uh, thanks to everyone for listening and, and to that last week and sharing that out. Um, the podcast is doing pretty well. I have on average about, you know, 13 or 14 plays right now the uh, very first episode had like almost 40 plays which was amazing i think i i probably counted for at least three or four of those just listening through it and trying to be ner- you know being nervous about stuff that was going you know stuff i did wrong but anyways uh thanks to everyone who has listened to this and 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 keeps listening to it every week i'm trying to do it every week uh just something to do and um i enjoy it so thanks uh for you guys that have have Give me feedback too about it, and uh, if, if you, if there's anything I can do wrong or do wrong, I do a lot of stuff wrong. Don't help me with things I can do wrong. I can figure that out. If there's anything I can do better, yeah, please let me know. Um, anything that you just say, yeah, yeah, this was a little strange, or or this was maybe not polished. I, I'm trying not to have it scripted. I just got like some general bullet points and stuff, and going from there. And sometimes I chase rabbits, and that might not be good. Anyways, like I just did. Thanks for uh, thanks for sharing and everything. So this week I wanted to talk about curriculum and uh, just talk about some options that are out there. Talk about what I use, why I like what I'm using, um, why I do the things things the way that I do. And um, again, this is you know kind of geared toward other guys who are in ministry. Maybe maybe you're like me, like I was one time, and and. Man, if I would have had somebody that had, you know, several years under their belt, just just tell me what what their thoughts were on some stuff. That would have been big. So maybe somebody can can get some some help out of this, or if not, you know, hopefully you just you know enjoy listening to me talk. Maybe you can get a couple of ideas. I don't know. Maybe you're in ministry. Maybe you're not. We'll see. Anyways, so curriculum. Um, how how do you decide what to teach? I mean, the Bible. 
is massive, right? <laughs> the the lessons in it are never ending, it seems. And and how do you like where do you start? You know, um, uh, you know. Of course, a, a lot of people say, well, I just start at the beginning and and go all the way through and that's totally cool that's totally valid um i don't think there is a wrong way to pick a place to start well well i wouldn't there may be some some ways that are less advisable um you know you wouldn't want to necessarily start in revelation for if you're trying to teach a group who maybe has limited understanding about the bible in the first place like that's just not where you would necessarily want to start but um so for me you know i'm in in my context youth ministry um sixth grade through the 12th grade um we have uh kind of give you a little bit of the we have three main services that have a youth focus during the week uh, first of all, is Sunday morning. It's Sunday school, and if you're a Southern church, Southern Baptist church, or probably mostly any Southern church, uh, you know what Sunday school is. And I'm sure other parts of the country have Sunday school, but I know it's big here in the South. Um, that's <clears throat> that's a time about a, about an hour before uh, preaching, what we call preaching the the wor- the Sunday morning worship. You have Sunday school, and it's supposed to be where where we learn maybe a little more of the academics in the background behind a lot of stuff. All right. So we, our church has Sunday school. It's a uh, 10 AM supposed to be technically nine 45, but it never from my class doesn't ever happen. Uh, and, and from what I understand for several classes, it, it doesn't nine 45 doesn't happen. It's 10 AM, uh, mostly in practice. We also have Sunday night, uh, 6 PM, uh, most Sunday nights, sometimes uh, it gets canceled for different reasons, and I'll get into that later. Um, it's just kind of the, the, you know, I guess the the rhythm of the church. Then Wednesday night, uh, which for me is kind of it, it's the the most emphasized night. Uh, midweek service, six thirty p.m. Uh, for about an hour, and uh, so that's those are the three contexts or the three three services that that I kind of have a focus on and what I'm thinking about all the time. So, um, but how do you decide what to teach? Well, for me, it's, it's a lot of prayer, a lot of, uh, listening to kind of that, that pull from God. Um, uh, what I like to do, one thing I like to do the way that I do things, I have a, a curriculum list, right? I have a, a list of topics and I, I try to think about and pray about what my students are going through in, in general, you know, is there anything in the world that's going on right now that that maybe we need to 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 talk about, or or that concerns a topic that that we need to go go through, or um, is there anything going on <clears throat> in their lives specifically that maybe I know about? That not that I'm trying to to target it or or single out anybody in the group through a message. I don't. I never feel that's a good thing to do. Right? I feel I, I'm not going to say that God never does that through his word, like, you know, through the course of a lesson or a, or a sermon, God may may use that to, to kind of target a few individuals. But I feel like he, you know, everyone should be broadly convicted in some way uh, by the Bible every time we read it. Right. 
Um, so a lot of prayer looking through, uh, you know, a list of topics and, and, and kind of, you know, thinking and praying on it and, and considering, you know, what the Holy Spirit might have me do. Uh, a good, I guess, kind of a fallback, uh, you know, a structure, um, if nothing else, is one that uh, my good friend Chad Dillard taught me. Um, teach out of the Old Testament, teach out of the New Testament, and then teach something specifically from the life of Jesus. Right, so Old Testament, New Testament, life of Jesus. And that may be a week in each one, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. I don't know. Um, it just kind of depends, right? Uh, then there's the, you know, even when you're teaching like that, do you buy or or get access to a curriculum that's kind of pre pre-built or do you come up with original lessons and sermons for every service right now for me um i choose curriculum right i i have access and have used curriculum for years ever since i started teaching sunday school of course you know uh, in sunday school uh, there's everybody kind of gets a book and then ideally you follow the same uh, kind of sequence across multiple age groups but for me, uh, I like curriculum because it, I feel like it's good for everybody, right? If you, whether you are brand new, getting ready to teach your very first Sunday school class, or uh, whether you are seasoned, right? You may have 20, 30 years in. For me, I feel like it, it's curriculum uh, is good for me. I'll say for me a lot because I know not everybody has this feeling, and, and that's okay. <clears throat> so for new people, it's a great tool for them to lean on while they may be learning to teach. Uh, teaching itself is a skill and a gift of the Spirit. I believe that uh, one of my main gifts of the Spirit is teaching. And I say that with all humility because I don't consider myself a great teacher, but I enjoy it and and I seem to be okay at it. If I'm being, you know, if I'm trying to say that with humility. Um, so for new people, it's a great tool for them to lean on while they're learning to teach. Uh, but for seasoned folks, it helps us to be fresh, right? Uh, it helps me to be fresh because I tend to and can often have some kind of common themes, kind of an, common analogies that I will fall back on uh, over and over and over again. One, because it's easy, right? And and two, uh, sometimes our brains are, are like spaghetti and, and we're you know, one thing is connected to another. And so, so you know, that story is always connected with that verse in the Bible. Or, or you know, every time, I, every time I seem to teach on, just for instance, um, every, every time I seem to teach on, like, the Sermon on the Mount, I'm going to tell about this illustration or, you know, whatever. So I, 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 I know that about myself, that I devolve, devolve into some kind of common themes uh, that just kind of come up over and over again and I start to sound boring and repetitive over time. Um, some people may not like curriculum because it's quote unquote scripted. Um, and, and I get that, you know, I, I want to have a fresh word uh, from the Holy spirit for, for the people that I'm teaching every time. Um, but all of the Bible, uh, is, is always fresh, you know? So, uh, it's not even about the things that I say. Uh, we could we could gather and do nothing but just read the Bible. People don't need my thoughts on it. People don't need to hear Steve's hot take on the Bible. It's just 
we we do that just because you know, I don't really why do we do that why do we why do we feel the need to expand on what the word says I don't know I think the word for those of us who who teach and preach stirs something in, in us and we can't not say something maybe that's part of it I don't know I hadn't thought this part out real well it, it just kind of occurred to me um, but yeah I mean it's, it stuff is kind of quote unquote scripted uh, but you can absolutely uh, tweak and change every lesson out there. Um, you know, I work in the school system and no teacher that I know, even when they're using maybe a lesson plan that, that was their original one, um, they never just pull it out and verbatim go with it. They always go back through it. Is there anything that needs to be updated? Anything needs to be changed and, and tweak and they're constantly refining. And, and I think, you know, good teachers, do that no matter whether you're in the, the educational classroom or if you're in the church, right? Um, but for me, I like <clears throat> the, the big outline that uh, that curriculum gives me. Now, you know, I, I, I know enough I can pick a passage and go through and pick out the main idea, and, and, and I can do that. It's easy, um, but it saves me a little bit of time. You know, um, and then I can customize things from there. And now, you know, I, I try to be careful in my selection of curriculum. Some, some dig deeper than others, and some are real low level. Uh, you know, I'm not trying to do a, a master's level seminary course, but at the same time, I'm I'm trying to give them some meat and not not be at a, a preschool level either. So, trying to <clears throat> find curriculum that is appropriately deep or taking something and making it appropriately deep, maybe backing off of it or going, going deeper into it. Um, so that's this curriculum. I choose curriculum, right? Pre kind of pre-built pre-made curriculum. Uh, but I never leave it the way that I found it, right? I always take it, adapt it and, and make it my own. Um, and I think that's, that's what you should do. Um, now, you know, original lessons, what I like to call OG lessons, um, are, are also amazing and, and great. And, you know, I, I do those from time to time, but typically, uh, they're, they're more of a special occasion thing for me. Now I know some guys, uh, that at least my, my impression is that, that every time they meet, uh, they have a, a, a new lesson from the Lord, uh, that they have, have started with a blank piece of paper and, <clears throat> and, and written out. And that's amazing. I can't do that. That's not who I am. Um, uh, it's not good for me weekly. These are not for me for, for a couple reasons. One is time. Um, I, I'm bivocational, which just means that I have two vocations. <laughs> the, I always tell people that uh, ministry is my full-time job with part-time pay. And then I have another full-time job with full-time pay. So I have two full-time jobs. <clears throat> one of them actually pays my bills and, and the other one doesn't. My church is amazing. My church treats me very well. They treat my family well. I'm not complaining at all about my pay. Uh, from them, uh, I, I would do it for free. Uh, but at the same time, it's not enough to pay for a family of six, right? It's, it's just not. And so uh, I have a... Um, I have a... Uh, I have time constraint, right? Trying to pick up 
a new lesson for each week, trying to just pick from such a broad range of topics and, 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 and then coming up with an original idea for how to teach that every week for, for me, I can't. And, and even thinking about it is, is maddening to me, to me, to me, maybe not for you. Uh, probably for, for some of you, it's, it's great. And you do that and that's cool. You do you, I'll do me. And there's, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, <clears throat> with, with pre-written, pre-done curriculum, uh, especially the curriculum that I use, and I'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, it helps me to pick a broader category that spans several weeks, right? Like we may talk about, um, you know, loving your neighbor. We may talk about fear, uh, depression, um, anxiety, those sorts of things. Uh, we just finished yesterday, actually, with my group, and I've I've been trying to to continue through the plan that I had laid out. Uh, through this pandemic, I've had to modify it some, uh, and that's okay. Uh, but we just finished a, a series on the persecuted church and persecuted believers around the world, uh, which I, is, is a thing that I feel like is important for us to to be aware of and, and help other people be aware of. Um, but uh, not to say that you can't pick a broader category and teach on that, writing original lessons each week. But again, just the time constraint for me, uh, There's there's no way that I could see myself doing that. So, uh, so I picked curriculum, right? Sorry, I had to go turn off a, a notification thing that was popping up on my laptop. I'm sure you probably heard it. Um, but yeah, I, I picked curriculum, um, over doing, uh, original lessons every week. Uh, now I, again, I, I do, do, I do, 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 do some original lessons, uh, that are, that I do start off with a blank piece of paper. Um, but that's, Certainly not the norm uh, for me. For me, I need a uh, just a, a scope and a sequence that uh, kind of lays out you know some things. I need at least a broad range of topics that I can refer to and and pray about and say, oh yeah, I need to. We need to talk about um, you know the 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 life of the apostles. We need to talk about. Uh, some of the things that Paul mentions in his letters to the church at Corinth. Um, we need to talk about some of the things that the Israelites experienced in the wilderness and and, and how those apply to us. And so, um, you know, again, having a preset curriculum, especially I, I, kind of a library that I have access to now, um, I need that. Uh, it just helps me. It helps me to, to focus in and narrow it down. Otherwise... I would be all over the place because again, the Bible has such a massive amount of topics and, and it's hard for me to like drill down and, you know, kind of like a, a, a dog that, uh, sees something shiny or, or what was, no, it was an Aesop's fable dog had the bone in his mouth and he looked down in the water and saw another dog with a, another bone in his mouth and he wanted that bone. So he opened his mouth. And the bone dropped in the water and he lost it. Right? I'm, I'm kind of like that sometimes. I, I have something, you know, say I pick a topic out of the Bible and then I see something else. And I'm like, oh, no, yeah, that's what I need. And end up, uh, it's just end up scattered rain. So for me, for me, curriculum is great. Uh, so, and, and I take those lessons and I tailor make them, uh, custom fit them to uh, my group and my teaching style. Uh, I, I like to have a I like to have discussions while I'm teaching. Uh, I will absolutely I, I do like a preach teach. So uh, 
we will teach and we will give background and I will have discussions uh, and then I'll preach a little bit too. And uh, then I'll, I'll teach some more and I'll preach some more and, and, and kind of do a little bit of both at the same time. Uh, at this point in my ministry, I, I typically only use the general outline uh, of a lesson most of the time in the main scripture references. Uh, now, sometimes, you know, the, the writer of the lesson may have said things in a particularly poignant way and that I like, and I'll absolutely use those, right? I mean, that's, that's what they wrote it for, and that's what I've paid for, and, and I will absolutely use it. But generally, um, I, I just kind of use it for the main outlines and uh, the main points, and I'll even change the wording of those um, because sometimes they're just weird, and, and I understand that. Like, like I can write out something, and, and it makes sense to me, but it may not make sense to you. Like the way I can word something in a specific way that really impacts me. And other people will look at it and be like, I'm not even sure exactly what you're saying there, but, and that's okay. So that's why we have to take these things and, and tailor make them. Um, I may replace an illustration that they have in there with one I like better. And, and I'm not saying, so I'm talking in the context of me teaching a group of students about the Bible. Right. I, I do want to make that clear. Maybe I should make that clear. Um, when I, I see youth ministry as 90 percent uh, teaching them about the Bible um, and then and then 10 percent of uh, probably probably more like 80, 20, I don't know, 100, 100. <laughs> it's more teaching for me than it is preaching. Right, uh, it, it's there is there is a level of preaching in it, but it's more teaching. Okay, can I say that? That's that's what that's what I'm gonna say. Now, when I'm I'm the the three or four times a year I get to to preach in front of the church. I'm behind the pulpit during the uh, during the worship service. Those are all original, right? Now, certainly, we all stand on, if you're a good preacher, uh, I feel like you, you constantly are standing on the shoulders of the giants that have gone before us because you should be reading commentaries. You should be listening to other preachers preach similar passages or the same passages. Because here's the thing. I ain't got nothing brand new to say. And, and nobody who is preaching uh, does. Right, we've been uh, great pastors and teachers and, and, and preachers have been preaching this for thousands of years, two thousand years now. Right, I'm not going to come up with anything that's not already been said. Okay, just maybe God is calling me to emphasize it at this time, right in in the in the sermon's life. So I'm I'm absolutely going to be referencing. Um, commentaries and all that sort of stuff but it's one of those things where i i, I start with a blank sheet of paper um, i do pray really hard about what god would have me to, to preach right now i get the i the the kind of the honor of kind of cherry picking a little bit not not cherry picking verses to fit an agenda but, but no cherry picking topics right like you know i i don't on, on sunday mornings when i do get to preach it's so so few and far between I don't have to worry about keeping up with a a series that's already been going on. I, I can I have the freedom to choose a one-off topic, right? Um, the last time I, I got to preach was which was actually last Sunday, 
uh, which is amazing. Thank you, Pastor Travis, for letting me do that. Um, I, I, I love I love to preach on Sunday mornings. Uh, the last thing I, I taught on or preached on was um, a story out of Second Kings chapter seven, where there were four lepers that uh, that found uh, an enemy camp deserted because God had caused it to be deserted. And I talked about how we have the responsibility to, uh, and the lepers found found uh, you know all these resources and stuff, and and then they eventually went and uh, told the the palace about them, the city, because the city was starving, and uh, and I, I made the connection between them and and us, right? We've found a great treasure in Jesus, and we need to make sure that the world knows about it. Um, so anyways, I, I get the, the opportunity to kind of just pick uh, a topic. I don't have to to you know think about what I'm keeping up with. Now, if, if, if I do preach, get the opportunity to preach uh, during a specific time of year, I will absolutely uh, try to preach on um, something that's relevant. So for instance, uh, my friend Dale up at Main Street asked me to, to preach at his church on uh, the very first Sunday of Advent. Uh, this past in 2019, and uh, of course I I preached on prophecy and 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 the waiting and uh, the expectation of Jesus, and um, so uh, I absolutely took advantage of that season and and and, and preached about that. So, anyways, whenever I I I, I just wanted to make clear um, when I'm talking about using curriculum and and stuff that's pre-made. I'm talking about teaching, um, giving, uh, teaching students how the Bible works and how it all comes together. And, and then of course I will, you know, exhort them. Uh, I will encourage them to, uh, then ap- apply what we've learned to their lives, uh, to examine their lives and, and all that stuff is original. I just want to make, I believe that, that pastors, um, should, should write their own sermons, um, at least the vast majority of it not saying we can't borrow we can't use illustrations that others have come up with absolutely we can i mean i know there's places you can go look up online sermon illustrations for you know your your own thing and and that's totally cool as long as you you know say hey this is not mine i looked it up um and that's fine too right Uh, but by and large sermons i feel personally should be um unique and original not unique because again there's nothing that hasn't already been said but they should be original to you um and yeah and and lessons are a little bit different you know we can can do bible studies that other people have written uh as long as we of course go through so anyways uh, go through and tell them uh what who wrote it and, and that sort of stuff we don't take credit for anything that's called plagiarism right and in academic circles that's very frowned upon Anyways, um, so I choose curriculum and, and it works for me. It may not work for you. Cool. You know, you, cool. Then that's cool. Everybody, everybody does what works for them. Uh, I want to talk just a minute about the different types of meetings and classes and what we do. Uh, I'm not saying that this is what everybody should do, of course, just that what we do currently is even not what I've always done. Um, but everybody's going to be different based on a ton of factors, including uh, who you have, a, who who your people are, who your students are, uh, who your uh, leadership is in your youth ministry. I'm a big proponent of having uh, as as many people as make sense 
pouring into the lives of these students. When I say people, I mean other adults. Uh, other adults pouring into the lives of these students as possible. You know, we always need uh, chaperones and stuff like that when we're going on big trips. And, and a lot of it's for accountability for me and protection for me. Um, I have other adults there helping me to make sure that nothing stupid is going on and helping to make sure that if anybody says something stupid went on and it didn't, that, that they can vouch and say, no, nothing stupid went on. Uh, anyways, so I'm a big proponent in that because I can't be everything for all these students. I can't be everything that they need. And that's okay. I shouldn't try to be. Jesus is all they need, right? And I'm certainly not him. Uh, but I, I like having other adults around, um, and I develop friendships with them, and, and you know they're 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 my leaders, right? Anyways, uh, it, it, a lot of what you do on a specific night or, or throughout the week is going to depend on uh, the leaders that you have in place. It's going to depend on the facilities, maybe the 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 technology, the 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 physical space that you have available. I don't know. So uh, on Sunday morning we have Sunday school, like we talked about, and uh, we have we use a church wide curriculum. Pretty much, um, I think, like maybe upper elementary and above. I know middle school and, and above. Um, I'm not sure about like grades three through five. Uh, maybe even pre-K and above. I'll have to, I'll have to double check on that. Um, but uh, we use a curriculum from Lifeway, and I'm sure a lot of, a lot of you people use that. Uh, and, and what I like about it is because uh, every age group is looking at maybe the same um, passage. Right, we're all looking at the same uh, passage and, and pulling out different uh, different nuances out of it based on our experiences and the age range, and and, and I really like that. Uh, this is not new; it's been a thing for decades in SBC churches, and even in the church I grew up in, which was not SBC. It was I don't even know what the denomination is, <laughs> uh, Free Will Baptist. But uh, you, know, you get your little quarterly book and. And you go through it, and, and it's, it's real good. Uh, it's really good for, for lay leaders and, and, and the ability to, to equip um, anyone to be a, a teacher, right? Um, because we're all called to be ministers. <clears throat> but it works well for, you know, families to be able to study the same things and hopefully later sitting around, you know, the table for you know, to be able to discuss some of these passages. Well, what did you talk about in Sunday school? Well, we looked at this story. Oh yeah, we did too. And, you know, we learned, we talked about this and, and, you know, being able to, to help families minister, help parents minister and, and to their kids. I think it's a big, big resource. Now I don't teach our youth Sunday school class, um, which is, uh, is great, right? <laughs> I love it. I'm not saying that that uh it that i don't want to i i enjoy teaching it i'm actually the assistant teacher uh which is the backup teacher but we have a, a couple in our church bobby and sharon uh, and they man i could spend a whole podcast talking about how great they are and and they would of course like blush and say no 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 whatever but they are they're amazing because they love our students um and they show it to them every week Every week they feed them, right? They they always have some breakfast stuff ready. You know, it's not biscuits and gravy and and bacon, egg and cheese biscuits every week. Sometimes it is though, <laughs> but um, 
you know, it, it's like donuts and fruit and stuff like that. But that's amazing, right? They they feed our students um, because they understand that that that's one way that they show that they care, and um, they're just awesome uh, because you know they focus on building relationships and and letting God know, letting them know that God loves them, and then teaching them about the Bible. And I think that order is important. Um, was the old adage in youth ministry people don't or it's not just youth ministry it's everywhere people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care uh, i believe it you know i, I believe that's true and, and Rodney and sharon do a great job of building those relationships with the students and, and letting them know that god loves them and then they teach them about the bible um, so it, it, they're really good at that and and i'm i'm so thankful to get to know them and plus you know that helps me to be able to have a a Sunday school with people that are more my own age that have kids. And, 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 and that's something I was missing for quite a while, uh, as being a youth minister, you know, I would, every time there was a, a class that had an age group, I was teaching the youth and I would, and I loved it and I still would do that, but I didn't get some of the relationship building with people my own age. And, and I just want to say, you don't know how much you're missing it until you, are able to do it. And then you're like, Ooh, I was really missing that. So that's our Sunday morning. Of course, uh, at, after Sunday school, we have preaching and I don't, I don't really have much of a, a role in that right now. Uh, well, right now during pandemic time, <laughs> my role was running the live stream, uh, which is another whole thing that I, I could do another whole podcast about that. Um, but, uh, on a, back up two, three months. Um, you know, my job during the worship ceremony or during the worship time is to do announcements and kind of welcome. And, and, and that's, and I love doing that. Um, anyways, uh, so Sunday morning, Sunday school, Sunday night, uh, we have a, 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 a Sunday night Bible study. And so we try to mimic, uh, our church wide has a Sunday night Bible study. Uh, we try to mimic Sunday school to an extent with that. We, We'll feed them supper. Uh, when I say supper, if you're not if you're outside the South, which I'm assuming everybody listens the, listening to this uh, is in the South, and when I say supper, you know that means the evening meal. You know, I think officially it's probably dinner, uh, but sometimes for us, dinner is actually lunch, and supper is dinner, and that gets I don't know when it's time to eat, we just won't eat. But so we we'll feed them supper or dinner. Uh, we try to focus on some relationship building and we'll do a lesson, right? Um, I try to, I like to make uh, Sunday night a little more academic, quote unquote, than Sunday morning, Wednesday night. Just make it a little more factual, lean a little more heavily on the facts. Uh, and and still, we, we still do life application. Every time we gather, we study the Bible. It's life application, right? Um, how, do, how should this, how should my life change based on what I've just read or what we've talked about? But I try to make it a little more academic. Um, we, we use a video curriculum that I've been using on and off for like three years. And, and the great thing about that is <coughs> it's a, it's a big curriculum, right? Um, and, and, and the good thing about it is too, everything, it's a big series, but it's done in such a way that it works to be a one-off if it needs to be. So Sunday nights often end up getting canceled for us just because uh, stuff, right? Uh, every time we have like a special Sunday, Mother's Day, uh, Homecoming, Memorial Day, Father's Day, uh, times around Christmas or whatever, we'll just we'll cancel a Sunday evening 
service. And, and so sometimes my Sunday night services get interrupted and that's okay. Right. This, this, uh, what I'm using works with it. And then plus every third Sunday we have a missions focus, uh, which, um, you know, we will go out and visit local rest homes. Of course, we're not doing that right now, um, during the pandemic. But, uh, so, you know, you combine, <laughs> you get a month where you have like, I don't know, homecoming and then a third Sunday, uh, where we're not doing a traditional teaching thing. And, and you, we might, we not, might not even meet at all during that month on a Sunday night. But the next time that we come back, we can pick it up and it make and, it, and it's totally okay. So what I what I use is a Reform curriculum uh, from Sparkhouse, and it's R E colon form. Uh, you can still get it. It's it's old. It's dated. It's about ten years old right now, um, but it still works. It's video curriculum uh, that's that's geared towards students and and it's great for teaching the basics of the faith. Now it is written from a much more reformed. Uh, perspective um, some things I kind of maybe gloss over skip over a couple lessons that just don't apply as well to our context but that's okay for teaching the basics of our faith it's been great um, and it's been great to use for our format and like I said it's been over three years and I've been using it and I'll keep using it for for some time until I until it doesn't make any sense anymore so I can pause and pick it up without much issue um, now Wednesday nights, Wednesday nights in my context is my Sunday morning, is my is my Sunday worship, is my preaching time, uh, as if I was a, a quote unquote real pastor, which that's uh, another thing we could talk about uh, for a whole podcast. When you're going to grow up and be a real preacher, I don't know. Anyways, uh, Wednesday night is typically my most attended, highest energy, highest prep time service. Right, the midweek. Is where I do the most customization of curriculum and really, really, really try to hit home life application. Uh, we do small groups, which is uh, we do small group discussion, I should say, probably to narrow it specifically down. Uh, at the end of the service, and, and a typical service for us will be, we'll, we'll open up with a game, just something fun, silly to get everybody laughing, uh, kind of, you know, people let their guard down a little bit, uh, and, and, and we have fun. Fun is, is the is okay it's okay to have fun we can smile and laugh and and there's nothing wrong with that uh god gave us a sense of humor and, and he gave us smiles and and the ability to laugh and uh that's okay now if, if that's all i ever did in youth ministry yeah there would be something wrong with that but it's okay for it to be 10 minutes out of an hour um because the whole rest of that hour is going to be worship and preaching and prayer and and that's okay right uh, so anyways we do a game we do some worship songs uh, i wish we had a band i wish we could do live worship every week i'm learning to play guitar and and i'm i could probably do meh right now if if i was asked to lead worship uh give me give me three songs in g and play the gc e d uh, gc d e minor and i'm good man you know <laughs> uh I could do okay, but anyways, um, and then I and then I teach, and so I will try to lay out uh, a semester at a time. In the summer, I will look at the fall semester and say, okay, from uh, mid August or or late August through Christmas, this is what I'm going to teach. And usually, it ends up being about about three, sometimes four different series uh, that I that I will try to focus on. 
and 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 I feel like that's pretty good. You know, you you spend anywhere from four to six weeks on a series, and there's always something that comes up in there, and and for some reason you cancel. And, and we like to occasionally do celebration nights where we do have a night that's just more of a hangout and and more of a uh, relationship building time. And so, anyways, then then I preach. So lay out a semester at a time, and uh, then at the end we have small group discussion, right? Those leaders that I have talked about are way more than just camp chaperones. They are uh, investing directly in the lives of a small group of our youth, of our youth, right? So we have uh, groups that are split by age and gender. And so we have middle school and high school girls and boys, so four different groups, um, and, and it works out well. Uh, at the end of the service, I try to leave 10 to 15 minutes, but it doesn't always get there. Sometimes I, and I apologize every week when it doesn't happen. I get long-winded uh, so that they can, and they have questions uh, that they can use to lead discussion. They don't have to use them. A lot of times they, they don't, and that's okay. Uh, it's always there for them. It's for their benefit, right? It's kind of like Jesus said, you know, the Sabbath was made for people. People were not made for the Sabbath, right? Uh, I don't give them the questions for the sake of the questions. Right? It's for the sake of the people so that it can help them. If they don't need them, not a big deal. Um, but I try to follow you know, the, the Old Testament, New Testament life of Jesus scheme, but I dive into specialized topics at times. We just finished a topic on global persecution. I like to talk about apologetics sometimes. And there's the cliche of uh, in the springtime, you talk about purity and, and sex. And uh, to be honest, at, at my current church, though, I have I have not done a series about that yet. Um, I've intended to every year. And for some reason or another, God just kind of leads me away. So I'm not saying they don't need that. And then I, I feel like we've, we address it here and there, but I've never like done a, a a laser focused series on purity and, and, and sex and that sort of stuff yet at my church. Maybe that's where I'll go next. I don't know. Um, but I, I'll break off for special holidays. We talk, we've talked about, uh, um, Advent. I love like Passover. We, we try to do a, a, a Seder type meal. Um, I'm not Jewish and not, would not, not pretending to practice, but I found, you know, a guide that we could do a Seder, uh, a Seder light meal um, together, just focusing on the, the ritual aspects of it and, and talk about how, how it connects and, and how it connects to even us today. And I love doing that sort of stuff. So uh, the curriculum that I use is the Live curriculum, L-I-V-E curriculum.com, I think. <coughs> and I've actually been using this curriculum for like 10 years now, right? I've, I've, some stuff has changed a little bit. Uh, I have inherited uh, quite a bit of live curriculum uh, material. And if you don't know anything about it, I'm not trying to, to make this into a promo for it. I use it. I would highly recommend it. It's great. There are lots of great things out there. This just works for me. Um, it's years of content. I probably have over 12 years or more uh, that I have access to now that I've uh, inherited over time and 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 have come into and, and purchased and so I could I could go for 12 years just off of that and and not do the same thing twice right um, I don't do that but I could uh, 
over time, you know, some of the things I'm going back and I'm looking at, and I'm thinking, that's eh, a little, it's a little dated, but you know, everything goes, is dated over time. Uh, you know, our illustrations, our things that we sandwich in there to try to make things segue from one point to another or whatever. Yeah, it's absolutely dated. Right? You go read some of the greatest sermons ever. You go back and hear Billy Graham preach, you know, from back in the, the 70s and 80s, uh, the 60s, you know, it's dated, but it's still powerful, you know. And so the Bible is dated. It's still powerful, though, um, as far as, you know, it's it's old, 2,000 years or more old, you know, just when you're talking about the newest stuff in the New Testament. Um, you do have to pay every year for online access to live curriculum. Like you buy four years, say for instance, worth of material. Um, and I remember the very first year we ever bought it, it was 450 or so dollars, I think. And then you know, every year you got to pay like a hundred bucks, uh, 99 or a hundred dollars to keep access to it. Now I could go, I own the curriculum, right? I bought the curriculum. I could certainly go and, and download it all. Um, it's a little clunky to do that. It's a little clunky to download, um, but I, I, I get, I'm, I'm, I get that that's the reason why they do that, right? They don't make it super easy to download, um, because you know that's that's how they they kind of keep you in there, right? The great thing about it is though, um, they have lots of modules that. Uh, are kind of specialized like you know one talking specifically about christmas or one talking specifically about uh, anxiety or one talking specifically about um, uh, you know dealing with your hurts and your pains and and they're 100 to 120 dollars and so if you buy one of those uh, and this is a trick my bud chad taught me um, if you buy one of those right around the time that you're you have to re-up your subscription for a year now you have another year uh, you, it automatically re-ups your subscription, right? And you have more content. So for the same price, maybe if, you know ten or twenty dollars more, you get more content plus your your access to your original four years of content. So it, it makes sense. It's great. It's a good idea. Um, I, I like it, right? Um, you know, I could download it all, uh, take the time, go download it all, and then cancel. That would be difficult to do, uh, and and it would feel kind of sleazy to me. Right, so I pay ninety nine dollars a year, or I buy a new module for about one hundred and twenty. If there's one that piques my interest, and then I, then I still have access to it, right? And they have tons of stuff uh, covering all aspects of the Bible, and and it's just really good. I like it a lot. Uh, some other resources I have used: uh, Simply Youth Ministry, uh, some OG like Doug Field stuff, um, and it. Uh, and I know Simply Youth Ministry, I think, is still a thing, but it's uh, it was brought out by Group Publishing. Uh, and Group does great stuff, too. Love their Bible schools. Um, but uh, some of the, the Simply Youth Ministry stuff that I have that's old, I mean, like 10 or more years old, uh, is Doug Field's kind of OG stuff, and it's really, really still good. I still pull that out from time to time and, and I'll of course go through and update it like a good teacher should. Uh, and, and that's the great thing about youth ministry is every seven or so years, um, I can revisit some things and it's a different group, right? <laughs> um, yes, I did preach on this eight years ago, but you weren't in here. You were like, you know, in preschool, 
<laughs> so, uh, or, or you were in kindergarten, right? And now you're 13. Now you're, now you're 14 and it, and it applies to you now. Um, uh, the, so a lot of, another, uh, resource that I have used personally is a download youth ministry and it's download youth ministry.com. This is Doug Fields, right? Doug Fields, Josh Griffin. Um, they have a lot of their stuff on there and they've also curated a lot of, uh, a lot of great lessons, a lot of great games. Gosh, their games are, are really, really good and really current. Uh, and I could spend the whole podcast just talking about games and, and, and activities and stuff. Um, I was a gold member, gold member in Download Youth Ministry for uh, quite a few years, three or four or five years. And, and eventually I end up pausing my membership just because I've got more stuff than I can use. Right. And so uh, it was $20 a month. But if you're a gold member, you, you basically pay $20 a month and you get $20 of in-store credit. So you're essentially paying $20 a month for material and curriculum and it is great. Right. And they, and they also give you access to free stuff. Um, a lot of free stuff. Really good. I just ended up having, I was drowning in resources. And, and so I was like, I need to just hit the pause button on my subscription for a while. And uh, one day I'll, I'll probably pick it back up. Uh, definitely, definitely recommend download youth ministry, recommend their Facebook group. They have a Facebook group, uh, on, well, well, Facebook, they have, they have a Facebook group, download youth ministry community. It's, it's great. It's amazing. You can ask questions in there. Uh, Hey, what would you do in this situation? Or, you know, what are you guys doing for graduation this year? Uh, that's a question that I'm asking right now. Um, what are we doing for our, for our seniors? How can I make this year special when it's been so weird, right? Um, so anyways, it's a great community, great resource. Definitely recommend Download Youth Ministry. There are two other ones, and I know there are way, way more out there. I, I'm not an expert on any of these. I just want to give you my, my experience and my context. Uh, there are two other ones that I know are, are good. A lot of people use them. The Orange Curriculum, uh, the Grow Curriculum, and, and I know they're great. Uh, I've just never used them. Uh, I'm sure you can find lots of testimonials and people out there that have. So uh, here's the bottom line about all this, man. There's a ton of resources, a ton, ton, ton of curriculum resources out there uh, for anyone in ministry, whether you are, you've just been asked to lead a a Sunday school class um, and you've, and, and you've got no curriculum. Maybe your church doesn't have curriculum for you to, you know, they can't just give you a book and say, here you go. We want you to lead the class, but it's okay. Here we are. Uh, maybe you don't have a mentor. Maybe you feel like God is calling you to to do your own thing with your family during this time, and you've got teenagers, and you're like, I don't know what to do. There's a ton of stuff out there, okay? Um, and, and you can certainly use that and, and build off of it, and and God will use it, right? Because if he's calling you to something, he will He will certainly use uh, use you, right? Um, if you need a specific lesson for a topic, Google it. I guarantee you can find something free out there. That's how I, I, I talked a little bit ago about doing a, a Passover Seder. I didn't come up with all that stuff. I, I Googled it. Hey, how do you do a Passover Seder? And, and I found a, a whole guideline, say this, have this, you know, everybody taste, taste this and, and, and here are the ingredients you're going to need. And, um, it's great. I love it. Right. So anyways, uh, that's my take on curriculum. Uh, I use pre-written curriculum for my teaching, 
For sermons, what I consider sermons, like Sunday morning sermons, I, I don't. I write my own. Uh, some people write their own every time, and that's totally cool. right? Some people write their own for like their youth group night, and if they get to preach on a Sunday morning, I make that little bit of a distinction. It just works for me. Um, all of us have been made different. Uh, all of us function differently. And, uh, and and God honors everything that's done when we try to honor him. So anyways, that's it. I feel like I've rambled on and on and on enough about curriculum. Let's see. Yeah, 52 minutes almost, Chapel. Um, yeah, thank you. If you're still here, thank you. <laughs> thank you, really, because uh, I don't deserve this. Anyways, I'm going to stop rambling now. And uh, hope you've enjoyed it. If you have enjoyed it, please share. Uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all the all the podcast places. Main the main thing is Anchor.fm slash Another Men Cast. If you'd like to reach out to me, you can reach out to me at drummerguy at gmail.com. That's the word drum, the number three, the letter R, the word guy, drum three R guy at gmail.com, drummer guy. Look me up on social, Instagram, at DrummerGuy, uh, at OverflowCBC, which is the the name of our youth group, Instagram. And uh, yeah, so hopefully you've enjoyed, and uh, I really appreciate you uh, listening and tuning in and sharing. And until next time, love, peace, and chicken grease. What's up? This is another ministry podcast. There are a lot of podcasts about ministry, and this is another one. Hey, this is Steve, and this is my podcast where I want to talk about my experiences in ministry and talk about some of my uh, mistakes, some of my wins, um, and just some some my views on some things. So uh, it's a little bit of a different episode this week. Uh, last week, um, you know, I just didn't get around to it. I quarantine blues kind of kind of got me last week. I was feeling very unmotivated, and uh, yeah, I didn't do a podcast. And so, um, doing one this week. Uh, I've been kind of struggling a little bit on what to do. I, for clarity's sake, I usually record these on Fridays, and uh, I have a list of you know topics I've thought about covering. And uh, most of the time, I'll go through that list early in the week and start thinking and, and praying and, and just, you know, what I want to talk about and what does God want me to talk about this week? And, um, I had, you know, a little bit of an idea and, uh, but, um, today is uh Friday. I'm, uh, the day I'm supposed to record. And, uh, you know, the, the day kind of ended up being a little hectic. Um, you know, the, the morning, uh, had to do some work. Uh, you know, I'm still working from home. And uh, so I had to take care of those things. Had a, had a lunch appointment, and then my wife has a uh, my wife has a uh, uh, an, an eye doctor appointment. And uh, so um, it's uh, since our local optometrist is is not seeing patients right now, their office in the next town over, which is about a thirty minute drive, uh, was able to see her and she's you know going to have her eyes dilated and she didn't feel comfortable driving home so i'm brought her to the hospital so i'm not allowed to go in of course because of restrictions due to you know the current pandemic we're in uh, and so i'm sitting out here in the parking lot and i thought wait a minute i can record 
right on my phone. So I decided to do a podcast in the parking lot of the local optometrist. And so um, that's what this is. This is a podcast, uh, this is the parking lot episode, um, where I think I, I think we're going to talk about uh, summer planning today. Um, and uh, in my context of ministry, uh, youth ministry, summer is a, is kind of a big deal. Um, and, and I've approached it a few different ways in my time. Uh, and so uh, I just want to talk about some of those things and how this summer is different so far and, and how I really don't know what this summer is going to look like, which by the third week in May is terrifying for me. Um, we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit too. So uh, thanks for tuning in. If you enjoy this podcast, uh, if you enjoy hearing me ramble about stuff like this week after week, uh, please consider sharing it. It's available on uh, anchor.fm slash another men cast, or it's also available on iTunes uh, or it's Apple podcast, I guess, uh, Google podcasts. Uh, what's the Spotify? It's, it's on all the major platforms. It's available. So uh, however you get your podcasts delivered to you regularly, this one can be part of your rotation. So I uh, just uh, hope that you, uh, this is encouraging to you and uh and that you'll share it so anyways so summer plans um in youth ministry in my experience now of course i'm one guy with with the you know about a 10 to 11 years of experience uh doing this and my experiences are by no means uh indicative of everyone's experiences i would never want to try to claim that or say that so in my experience um, summer has been a great time of growth as a group um, possibly numerically right we, we've talked before about numbers and how I really don't like using the amount of students in my ministry as a measurement but it is a measurement um, it, it, it's a thing that that does come up and I want I would love to have a, a youth group of 40 or 50 students that would be amazing. That would be a huge youth group for my area. Um, I know there are youth groups in bigger cities that have two, three hundred in a, in a in their quote unquote youth group, their youth ministry. Um, that's astronomical for where I'm at. But I would love to have a group of forty or fifty kids. I would love to have a group of thirty kids. Um, right now, my group is you know if everyone shows up that has been connected or is connected with our group. You know, we'll have 20 to 22, 23, you know, a couple people bring a friend. We might have 25, 26, um, which is a, good, a great size youth group, right? That That's a good size um, to, to still be able to know students and, and be able to uh, feel like you're able to minister to them um, and, and still, you know, be able to do some things that you can't do as a smaller youth group or it doesn't make as much sense to do as a smaller youth group maybe i don't know uh, so anyways um, summer's a great time to to grow some of those numbers um and by the way i'm doing this totally off the cuff i don't have any notes on me um this is just flying by the seat of my pants so if it gets rambly i apologize and and i'll try to try to keep that stuff to a minimum I'll try to catch myself in it and stop <clears throat> and so uh Summer's a great time for, for growth in numbers, and it's also a great time to grow closer together, right? Um, even if we end the summer with the same same number of students that we started with, minus, of course, the seniors uh, that, are, that have graduated, 
which we could do a whole other podcast about how they're handling stuff. I, I might like to, to see if I can do a podcast with a couple of our seniors and just, you know, get their reactions to, to things because, you know, senior year is a big deal and, and it's been way different for them and a lot of things that they've looked forward to for a long time have been canceled or postponed or are or, or kind of in limbo right now. And so, um, but, you know, we may end the summer with the same or, or slightly fewer students than we began with but hopefully typically uh, we will be much closer uh, much tighter knit group and hopefully in the fall we'll have you know a couple of sixth graders coming in I think this coming fall it looks like we're having it's either two or three sixth graders it may just be two it may just be one I don't know man I, I'm I, I think this quarantine's got me all messed up. I don't even know what I knew two months ago. So I, I think it's two or three students that, that could possibly come up next uh, in the fall. And I'm excited about that. But anyways, um, so some things that, that we do in the summer. Um, my context, again, if you if you don't know, Southern Baptist Church in uh, Western North Carolina. And has have been my whole ministry. Um, uh, I grew up as a free will Baptist, which is still Baptist but you know slightly different beliefs about you know how secure your salvation is and that's a whole other thing we can get into but we're not going to anyways my context southern baptist church rambling stop it uh and so there's two big things um summer camp and vacation bible school right and if you are in a southern baptist church if you're in a southern church uh and probably not just southern i just know that southern people this is a thing for them, uh, especially VBS. Um, it, it's, it's a big deal. And so summer camp, let's talk about summer camp for a minute. So what I like to do for summer camp, and in my experience, again, my experience is not typical of everyone, uh, maybe similar to everyone, and, and, and I'm not, I won't, I, I won't present a, a view that's even takes all the factors into consideration, but it's just my experience and my thoughts and stuff. In my experience, they have I have seen two different types of camps, typically. Um, uh, camps where, uh, that are crazy high energy all week, um, and then camps that are more, a little more laid back, right? Uh, and so I've been to both of those camps, and my preference, because it fits my personality, is, is a more laid back camp. Um, Yes, there are moments of high energy. Uh, worship, uh, worship services are typically higher energy. Uh, morning celebrations at the camp that I typically go to uh, is what they're called. You know, the kind of the first morning service or super crazy high energy. Uh, but then, you know, after lunch in the middle of the day, you get a couple hours where you have some choices and you can do high energy things, uh, but you don't have to, right? And I've been to another type of camp uh, where you're your day was was planned uh, to the minute seemingly uh, there was very little time where you had much choice in what to do um, it was you know you want to have morning morning service at this time and then you know some bible study and, and then uh, lunch and then after lunch uh, we're going to meet back at this time and from this time to this time we're doing these activities in your group you know and, and you, it's very scheduled very high energy and I know some people like that some people have told me and, and we've talking about this they like that because it doesn't give the students a chance to get into anything mischievous and, and they can't get into trouble and I get that I see that um, 
is not my preference. Um, I'm more laid back. It's summertime, it's hot. Typically in, in the times when they wanna do these real high energy things in the afternoons. And I'm just like, please, I just wanna sit in the air conditioned room and hang out with these students and talk to them and share funny memes back and forth and play you know, Uno for the 57th time that week. Um, and 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 play, you know, whatever. Uh, play some cornhole. Play some can jam or or whatever. That's what I like. Um, I like time to hang out with them and get bored together. And it's those times where we really start to learn about each other because there's not a whole lot else to do. And I like that. Um, the the camp that I have loved for years and will always love. It will always be the top camp in my in my experience. And again, I have a very limited experience. I'm not going to pretend that, oh, I've surveyed all these camps and this is my top pick. No, I've been to like three camps, right? This is the one I like the most. It is summer camp at Fort Caswell in North Carolina. It's ran by the North Carolina Baptist Association, their youth group uh, wing branch, youth group. The, the youth part of, of North Carolina Baptist is called Be Do Tell. Um, go check them out on all the socials. B B E Do D O Tell T E L L. Be a Christian. Do discipleship and tell others about Jesus. Right. Be Do Tell. Um, Mary Johnson, Doctor Mary Johnson, is the the leader of that group and the leader of of youth ministries for North Carolina Baptist Association incredible lady with an incredible story and a heart for Jesus um, and and I love her the students love her she probably don't even know who I am and that's okay uh, I know who she is and, and, and she is an encouragement to me and, and it's big and so she does a fantastic job at, at the camp and there's all kinds of stuff to do and plus it's a it's an absolutely beautiful environment uh, on the coast of North Carolina constant ocean breeze blowing in um, you know, it's a beautiful historical surrounding. It's an old uh, military fort. It's not, it's called Fort Caswell because it used to actually be a fort whose job was to guard the mouth of the Cape Fear. I think it's the Cape Fear, Cape Fear River, whatever that big river is right there. And, and the, the camp is kind of on the point where the ocean and the river meet. And it's just beautiful. And, and you know, location has a lot to do with sometimes I feel like our mindset for how we can connect with God right if we're in a if we're in a place that that helps us to more easily think on spiritual things because we can look and see just immaculate beauty around us uh, and it makes us think of our creator and, and, and it really is helpful right um, now I'm not saying you have to be in a place like that you know you can connect with God anywhere in your car uh which may be filled with cheetos and and have you know apple juice stains in the carpet because your three-year-old you know has has spilled their cup or whatever you can you can absolutely connect with god in that um but you know having a beautiful location certainly may lend itself a little more easily so um summer camp i prefer uh a more laid-back camp like Fort Caswell. Another camp that I've been to, which is, which is just as amazing. It's equally amazing. Um, and, and, and honestly, I would, I would go to this camp every year. Uh, if, if, if I didn't know about Fort Caswell, uh, Fort Caswell is just a special place, has a special place in my heart. 
um, Crossroads Camp, Crossroads Summer Camp uh, in Anderson, South Carolina. It's at Anderson University, ran by Clayton King Ministries. Phenomenal ministry. Uh, Clayton King is, is an amazing guy uh, who has a, an amazing heart for the Lord and has built a tremendous ministry. Uh, and and he's God is, is moving through him. Um, and, and they run uh, kind of a similar camp, camp style to, to Be Do Tell. Uh, crazy high energy in the mornings. Great, amazing Bible study and speakers. Uh, the music is always phenomenal. Uh, the, the production is, is great. Uh, and again, production is one of those things that's not absolutely essential. You can connect with God with zero production uh, or, or very little production effort. But they, they have guys that really know what they're doing and, and make it a great production. Um, but not just a production in a theater sense, but they they plan worship well and they execute it phenomenally. And that's when I say production in a worship sense, that's what I mean. Um, they have really thought through song selection. They have musicians who are excellent, um, who are practiced, who are well practiced, who are who are like masters of their craft. Um, and and they plan it well and they execute it well. And so uh, that's a good worship production to me uh, is that. And it's all for the glory of God. You know, I, I know some of the guys that, uh, because, you know, they're, they're, they're close to us. You know, Clayton King came out of uh, Gardner-Webb University. Kind of, He didn't grow up there, but he, that's kind of where he, I won't say launched his ministry. He's been in ministry uh, since he was, was like 14. Um, I think that's right. I'm pretty sure. Um, been preaching since he was like 14, which is a long time ago. So, uh, but he's, so I know some of the guys, uh, a couple of guys that, work with him and they are phenomenal dudes right especially on the on the tech end um uh, friends rodney and kyle and and zach uh tucker who you know i know through rodney uh rodney he was in rodney's youth group and they just do a great job because they love the lord right they want to do a great job because they love the lord they don't do it for themselves they're not trying to 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 get any credit or accolades for themselves, they do it because they love Jesus and it shows in their production value uh, because they, they just do a great job. So uh, Crossroads and and Bidutel, uh at uh, Fort Caswell, both phenomenal camps. Uh, love those camps and, and would recommend to anyone. If you're in the southeast within driving time and it makes sense for you to come go to those camps right I, they're they're great um and so uh that's summer camp typically what we do uh this year we had decided uh, as a as a youth ministry and when i say youth ministry i mean myself uh, we have a youth council that is made up of some parents and youth leaders you know vol- volunteer leaders small group leaders and uh and three was it three this year or just two two Two, uh, two members of the youth group, and uh, so the youth council will, will meet and decide on you know kind of long range planning things. And, and a lot of times, what it is is it's a sounding board for me uh, as as the youth minister. I'll come to them and say, "Hey, I have this idea. What do we? What do you think? Help me to work through it. Are there any roadblocks? Are there any things I'm not thinking about that I should? 
uh, you know, and they really are, are super helpful for me to, to plan these things. And uh, it's not that I pawn off all the planning onto them, but we plan things together. And so uh, last last uh, spring, uh, right before Easter, uh, we went on a mission trip to Honduras and going back that far to get back to this summer and, and hopefully I'll connect the dots shortly. <coughs> and so we took 20, 20 or so, 20, low 20s, maybe low to mid 20s, uh, people from, from my church uh, to Honduras, to uh, a congregation down there that, that they had worked with before, they've known for a while, and have supported. And uh, and so we went down there to you know, help them do some missions, right? Help them do some reaching out to their to their thing and it's kind of an odd thing but you know you, you take some some gringos and all of a sudden you're in a small town a small community in Honduras and these 20 white people show up and some and some of these kids may have never seen a white person in, in person before <laughs> uh, these gringos show up and it's like whoa what's going on and so you know you're able to draw a little attention and, and people will listen not because there's anything special about us, it's just different, you know. Um, if if I was to have a have a, 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 a an Asian person like you know from from Asia, not Asian American, I mean anyone, I don't know. I'm, how how can I how can I make this analogy without coming across as racist? Because I promise I'm not. Uh, that's not where my. That's, I'm trying to make an analogy about what well, if somebody strange showed up at your door. Uh, that was really out of like out of the ordinary for you to see you would probably listen to them and so you know going to Honduras and being some white people make it easier to to be able to to witness about Jesus I don't know maybe anyways so uh we went down there and it had a, had a blast loved it loved the people down there um made some friends that I hope you know maybe in in time we'll get to go back and that I'll get to go back and see again and uh, so, uh, just fantastically enjoyed it. Right, it was amazing. And so, uh, we were sitting there because the, on the on the mission trip were uh, three of my uh, youth leaders and three, three, yeah, three uh, members of my youth group. Was it just three or was it four? I can't remember. Again, it's quarantine, man. Quarantine brain. Uh, it feels like the 14th of April, May, May, April, A, June. And so, um, anyways, we were sitting around uh, the the big kind of dinner table there uh, in the middle of the day, uh, the afternoon. Um, we were getting ready, I think, to have a service that evening, and uh, we were sitting around and just just talking about how amazing the week had been. This was maybe on Thursday of that week, and and we said, you know, we want our youth group to experience this right this feeling of getting way out of your comfort zone um, and and with the specific intention of telling people about Jesus it's life-changing um, I loved it uh, I'm grateful that I got to be a part of it and hope that I get to be a part of it many more times in my lifetime if not to that specific place to to other places in the world um, we want that for our youth group and so we got to talking about, uh, you know, some possibilities. And Honduras, it's an expensive trip. I mean, it's, I think it was right over $2,000 a person or so, something along those lines. 
of course, you know, that's expensive. And you talk about getting getting that for 20-something people, and especially youth, uh, it, it's, it's tough. You know, camp is usually 350-ish a person, somewhere around $350 a person. And, and that's even hard sometimes, it seems like, to, to get that amount of money raised. Um, so we knew it was a big task, uh, but we, we felt uh, some messenger, messenger going off there. Oh, um, hang on one second. I'm going to have to pause this. I think that's my wife telling me. Okay, cool. It picked up back where we left off. She was just saying that they've dilated her eyes, but now maybe some machine that they're going to need to use is not working right. So I don't know. I hope they get to get to do it because the procedure she has to have is, is not fun. And I hope that, that she doesn't have to, like, dread it for another month while they reschedule it. But anyways, we're talking about yeah, we were in Honduras, and we wanted to have a similar uh, mission trip specifically geared for our youth group, right? Um, and we knew that's tough. You know, this church has never done that. I've never done that. I've never planned uh, a mission trip. Uh, I've planned some local mission projects, you know, within our within our hometown. Never planned a mission trip, especially an international one. Um, and so we got to talking and thinking and, and you know, the, the Puerto Rico came up and Puerto Rico is an interesting place because it is not on the mainland of uh, the United States of America but it is a United States territory now that's interesting in and of itself just because they have a lot of the same rights as as Americans but it's slightly different right their government is still somewhat autonomous yet they receive aid from the United States and I'm speaking totally out of school here because I don't know all the ins and outs of it but it's just different but it's a great first place to go on missions and I've talked to other youth pastors across the country through some Facebook groups that I'm in and, and they have they they agree and, and everybody says the same thing uh, Puerto Rico is a fantastic first taste of international missions because you don't have to have a passport to go there. All you have to have is a birth certificate, just a couple of shots. I think the only one they recommended that w that wasn't typical for us is like uh, typhoid or whatever. And so uh, we said, well, let's start looking into Puerto Rico, right? And turns out after doing some searching and, and, and looking around, the North Carolina Baptist Association uh, that has a group called Deep Impact, and they do camps through the summer that are missions-focused, uh, they have one every year at Fort Caswell. Um, B. Dutel takes usually the week of July 4th off, and they'll have a deep impact camp there on the fort and do missions projects there around the Southport area, uh, and that's fantastic. And so I knew about the organization, got a chance to, to talk with them, and uh, so we, long story short, we ended up signing up uh, a group of, uh, initially I think it was 18. We had to have a couple folks drop out for various reasons. Uh, so we were down to 16. Uh, 16 going and and that is uh, I'll tell you the numbers if you're not it, it, you know it's going to sound strange eight students eight adults and for a camp that's way more adults than you'll ever need and and yes it is uh, however all of these adults that are going are involved in our youth ministry they love our youth two of them are Sunday school teachers uh, of course myself and then what does that leave the other five are parents or uh, small group leaders and both in, in a lot of cases right and so um, 
if they wanted to go, I wanted them to go. And they refused fundraising money from the get-go. Right? That's amazing to me. So we signed up for Puerto Rico back in September-ish, September, October. Um, we knew what we, I, I, yeah, yeah, September, it was September. And so uh, we started fundraising. Well, I met, had an information meeting. This is what we're looking at. This is the place where they're wanting to go. Uh, and, and these are the sorts of things they're wanting to do. Here are pictures from years previous. This is not their first time in Puerto Rico working. And, and so, you know, all the students have come back safe. There have not been any anything. Because it's a big deal, right? You know, I'm asking parents to let me take your babies to uh, on a plane to somewhere else that they've never been before. Right? That I've never been before. Um to to kind of it's almost like a this is not an official phrase uh i think it is a phrase but i've never i just kind of think thought of it the other day puerto rico is kind of like a second world right we we know first world you know modern western culture and then we talk about third world countries puerto rico is a little bit in between right and so yeah i'm asking parents to let me take your baby somewhere that may be a little risky um and and i had eight parents that said yeah let's do it and that's amazing to me right uh as we we did so so part of that we we did want to kind of limit it limit the scope of it one we want to start small um and and two we felt this was kind of a uh um kind of a a, a trip that required some maturity and, and plus, the deep impact people have a have kind of an age limit on stuff. So, we limited the trip to eighth graders and up, right? So we we termed it as rising ninth graders because you know by the time the trip got here, they would have finished eighth grade going into ninth grade. I think we had two two uh, rising freshmen that are signed up for the trip, uh, and then everyone else is uh, sophomores on up through uh, two. Uh, current seniors who are who are graduating now and so that's what we've done and so we just we didn't really know at first what to do with our middle school students we wanted to provide a, a, a summer uh, activity similar to a camp to a missions thing for them uh, then in, in the middle of all this our church uh, as a whole was planning to do a, a mission trip in the mountains of North Carolina at a campground um, like we go rent some spaces up there, do Bible school stuff, uh, you know, every day. And so we said, okay, cool. That, if, if that can be our opportunity for middle schoolers, right? Of course it's open to high schoolers too. And the cost for that is very small. Uh, it, I want to say it's like $200 or less, but I'm probably wrong on that too. Um, and so we wanted to open that up for our middle schoolers, right? And so, uh, that's what we did. So we decided to do and and we worked hard man we worked hard toward toward this uh, i asked a lot of our parents and and they stepped up i asked a lot of the students that were going and they stepped up i asked a lot of our congregation and they stepped up in big ways so much so that because our adults that were going had refused any fundraising uh, we were able to raise fundraise the total student amount minus 250 dollars per person because that was that was kind of like your your uh in in real estate when you're buying a house they call it earnest money right um if you're buying this house you know you you give the the seller um 
you know, five hundred dollars, six, seven hundred dollars, maybe, just to show, hey, I'm, we're serious about this, right? We want, we definitely want to do this. We're not just playing around. So two hundred fifty was kind of their earnest money. Uh, it was their deposit. Uh, that was the deposit that was due to Deep Impact, and so we we asked them to pay that, and they did. And those were the eight that paid it, and, and we're going. And the adults paid theirs, and in, and in some cases for these families, you know, they had to come up with what, like seven hundred fifty dollars, uh, and they did. And that amazes me, right? They, they believe in this. They're earnest about this trip. And so, we worked really hard, and we raised all the money for the students, and but uh, for what the adults have paid in, and. Um, we we did a little bit of fundraising with with them. Uh, we basically took uh, have a general fund for our youth group. Uh, we get I can't remember the exact exact amount between four and five thousand dollars a year. I think this year it was it was closer to five thousand. It may have been five thousand. I can't remember the number right here sitting off the top of my head, which largely goes towards camp. Well, we had spent none of it toward camp because we had fundraised everything so far for this mission trip. And so I I gave the adults a stipend out of that. I mean, it was like $200 per person or maybe $250 uh, thereabouts. And so, uh, you know, now with that little injection, um, they all of them are $200 or less uh, from having their trip fully paid. And that's amazing too, right? So now here it is getting toward the end of May where our trip is uh, still tentatively scheduled for the last week of July and it's in limbo right now and this is hard to deal with I will be absolutely honest because there's no doubt in my mind there's no doubt in my heart that God spurred us on to start this endeavor God pointed us to Puerto Rico uh, he has uh, made the path straight just like he promised in Proverbs 3, 6. And, and now here it is in question. Right? And I'm not questioning his leading. I'm not questioning his calling. Right? There may be many different aspects of things that he wanted us to grow in during this. And I feel like we have done a lot of growth as a team, as a individually myself, during this time. Uh, but right now... Um, you know, Puerto Rico is requiring all visitors and and even residents that fly into the island from the from the United States mainland, uh, and my guess would be anywhere else in the world, um, to self quarantine for 14 days. Well, well, we only plan to be there a week, and we can't do missions while in self quarantine, and we can't really self quarantine with a group of 90 people. Uh, which is the the last number I heard that you know we're going on this trip from all across North Carolina. Um, so uh, unless that gets lifted, we ain't going, right? And and that's sad. Um, that really hurts. Uh, and even on top of that, you know, even if if there are no government regulations, there are still a lot of questions about. You know, health and safety, and 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 I've I have had a couple of, of uh, adults drop out, uh, have to withdraw, and they felt really bad about it. They they were on board since the beginning, right? They have been a huge help in this, and and 
but you know they're a little bit older they have a couple of health issues uh, you know things that they just you know have to keep a check on and, and they're concerned about health and, and I totally get it I, I understand um, and I don't disagree with them you know and so you know we're, we're going to have a, a meeting with parents next week to say hey Here's where things are right now, and I'm waiting on a little information back from uh, Deep Impact Organization. And, you know, it may come to a point, and they told me that that they don't have a choice but to cancel the trip. And you know, that is what it is. And but you know, there may be a a point where the trip is still on, but people have concerns about going and may not feel safe going. Uh, and and we may the way things go sometimes if if you've ever done work with groups you know you you might have a couple of key key people speak out in wisdom in their wisdom and say hey I don't feel like we can go and then others who may have been on the fence will say well if they're not going then I'm not going not because of you know but you know, and they've spoken wisdom and 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 acted out of their own wisdom, uh, and and people realize that they have wisdom and say, oh, well, if they're not going, yeah, this is this may be pretty serious, and so I'm not going, and so stuff can kind of cascade, and I'm 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 not I'm not hopeful that we get to go um, this year. Now, will Puerto Rico be there next summer? Absolutely. Will Deep Impact do another mission trip there next summer? Absolutely. They've already told us that. They've already told us that if they have to cancel, that we will, you know, get first dibs on signing up for 2021. And I think that's amazing. It's still really difficult to process all the hard work we've put into something. And, you know, it being the first time that I've planned something like this and to have it all fall apart and to not take that personally is tough, right? I, I've, I feel like I've planned well. Um, perfectly, no, by no means. Um, by no means have we planned perfectly. Uh, we've had a lot of successes, and and I feel I feel good about it. Um, the work that we've done, I, I feel not prideful, but proud of what we've done. Hang on, there's more. I forget. One second. Hey, she says she's checking out. So I'm going to check her out. And she walks out the door. It's a majestic creation. But anyway, sorry. I, I like to embarrass her just by proclaiming her beauty to other people. Because she is. She's beautiful. But anyways, we may not get to go to Puerto Rico. What's the rest of our summer look like? I don't know. I know the Maggie Valley mission trip is still on, which is great. I have a couple middle schoolers that are going to that. Um, I'm tentatively scheduled to join them for a couple days. Uh because I was going to get to take a couple of days off of work that week to go. Um, however, uh, with us being out of work, uh, that and and you know I may be required to work that full week now. Uh, it, it's a little unsure, and I've told them of that. You know, I want to be there. I want to go, even if it's just for you know three days, two two and a half days, really. Because uh, the last day is kind of a half day. Uh, it's kind of just a morning. Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if we'll get to go or not. Uh, if, if I will get to go to Maggie Valley, but they will. And, and it'll still go on. And people uh, in that campground, which uh, from what I understand uh, includes people from you know all across the United States potentially, 
uh, they'll get to hear about Jesus, and that'll be an amazing thing. And so I'm excited about that. I'm praying for that, and and I hope I I hope I do get to be a part of it. If I don't, God's still good. He'll still receive the glory, and it'll be amazing. Rest of the summer, um, you know, usually we try to plan different uh, different trips and and uh, not trips, but small small things, hangouts, and you know, we'll go swimming and at, at different places and. Um, you know, and then usually by this time, uh, we have a, a, a solid plan. Um, does it always hold? No, we, we have to make changes from time to time just for various reasons. Things change. Schedules change. Things come up that we don't foresee at the time. Um, and, and, you know, we, that's a good thing about being a small group. We get to be flexible and be nimble, uh, and that's fun. So, uh, anyways... As far as the rest of our summer plans, I don't know. Uh, we'll do something. What will it look like? I don't know. I'm trying to think about it and trying to see what other uh, youth youth leaders across the nation are doing through through like a couple of Facebook groups I belong to, um, and and copy and steal their ideas. <laughs> it, that's the thing. They 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 put their ideas out there, and and, and there are no more. Even uh, even Solomon said it thousands of years ago. There's nothing new under the sun, right? <laughs> Uh, there's just things I haven't heard about yet. And when I hear about them, they may sound good and I may want to do them, right? And when I hear about youth group activities and plans, I may be like, whoa, that sounds cool. It sounds like it would be a good fit for our group. And we may do those things. Anyways, we'll do something for this summer. I don't know what it is. Bible school is, is again, unsure. Again, something will be done. don't know what that is yet. Um, but, yeah. So uh, if you're listening and, and you're the praying type, pray that, that our church, and not just our church, but other churches would kind of know what to do. Uh, we, want to, we, we want to do what we can, but we don't want to endanger anybody at the same time. You know, uh, we want to be socially responsible and, 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 and flatten the curve and uh, you know, all, these, all these things to, to help keep everyone safe. But we still feel the need to do ministry, and so we just got to figure out what that looks like. And um, anyways, my wife is is on her way out, and so I'm going to cut it off here. I don't know that I've covered everything I had thought about covering, but uh, uh, you know I rambled on for at least 30 minutes. And so I hope that you have enjoyed it, and uh, please, if you have, please consider sharing, uh, commenting, leaving a review on iTunes. I hear helps with algorithms and such and so if you're listening to this uh, on iTunes uh, or even if you don't if you have an iTunes account or Apple Podcasts if you have an Apple account if you have an iPhone please consider going to uh, Apple Podcasts and finding another ministry podcast and leaving a review of it you know um, it would help me out too to, to let me know people are out there and this isn't just going out into the ether and uh, let me know if, if, if you're listening to this and I, and I know you in person and I see you or communicate with you regularly. Hey mom, uh, if you, uh, listen to this, uh, tell me what you thought about it. Steve, I think you're an idiot. Well, thank you. But what'd you think about the podcast? No, that's why I said that. Oh, okay. Well, um, let me know. I, I, I welcome the feedback. So anyways, that's been it for this parking lot podcast episode. And I hope you guys enjoy it. Hope you have a safe Memorial Day weekend. Uh, That's 
coming up, though our, our first Memorial Day pandemic weekend, uh, pandemic Memorial weekend. I don't know exactly what order you'd put that in, but um, hope you have a good one. And until next time, love, peace, and chicken grease.